Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about bringing your anxious mind back to the spacious present. And I would include myself in this. I mean, I want to bring my anxious mind back to the spacious present also. And this is something that's like a lifelong practice. So it's worth revisiting a lot. I really have had a lot going on here myself, and I can find myself bouncing between both the past and the future, really totally eliminating the present. So I thought maybe this is a good time we could share this moment together, so to speak, and remind ourselves how important it is to come back to that incredibly spacious present moment. So one of the ways I like to remind myself when I feel myself needing a little tune-up in what I'm doing, you know, when you're like, you're just overwhelmed, you have a lot of things going on, you don't always do, at least I don't always do, what is best for me. So I decided to thumb through a book, take some time, and I received this book, They are not affiliated with the show or they're not a sponsor or anything, but I am just reading this book called When Women Rise, and it's by Dr. Michelle Cambolis. And just for you lovely men out there that are my wonderful listeners, all of these things I'm talking about today are totally for everybody. So I wanted to share with you a couple little pieces out of her book that I thought were kind of helpful. Well, let me tell you the subtitle of her book is Everyday Practices to Strengthen Your Mind, Body, and Soul. And I'll have a link to it in the show notes. If you find it interesting, you may want to check out more about it. But some of the things that were hitting me today were about presence. And so one of the first things though, that I come back to always is breath, right? It's one of the things that was extremely transformative when I learned about breath, when I was so anxious. I know I have told you all this before, but I at the time had health food stores, a couple of them in upstate New York, and people would come in that were anxious and they'd be wanting to buy these books and they'd want to be getting all these supplements. You know, the usual thing that we all do, we find out what other people are doing and I would want to take them into the book area, sit them down and say, you don't need all this. You just need to breathe. And it was kind of funny because I was kind of working myself out of a business there, but I was so amazed at how much of a difference breathing made. So I always come back to the breath. How am I breathing? Where am I breathing? So I decided to look up what she had to say about breath. And I loved the way that she described the Ujjayi 
breathing. And I know I've mentioned it here before, but I found it kind of difficult to explain. I learned it in yoga and it's often referred to as the ocean breath because you kind of make an ocean sound, the sound of a wave in the back of your throat. But I never found a really good way to describe it. So I thought I would share with you today the lovely way that Michelle has described that. She says to sit comfortably. Of course, we, you know, we want to get in our, uh, our position so that we can practice some breathing so that our breath can go deep into our lungs, okay? And so she says to take in a breath until you reach your lungs full capacity. She suggests hold your breath for a moment, then release the breath, constricting some of the breath at the back of the throat. Exhale slowly and listen to the gentle release of air. It may sound like the ocean's waves. As you exhale, see if you can feel the air at the roof of the mouth and the back of the throat. Keep repeating, fully expanding the lungs with each inhale and exhaling with a gentle rush of air. Now, I do this through my nose. Some people need to do mouth breathing, but if do it through your nose if you can. I'm not sure if she mentions that here, but I loved the way that she described that. So you are releasing the breath and constricting some of the breath at the back of the throat. So you can try that and see if you can get that ocean sound in the back of your throat. It really helps to slow the exhale down. And you know, that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting piece in her book. And then she also has a, an entire chapter actually on presence. And that is really important. One of the things you might like about this book is how it is broken down. Each chapter has a story, a meditation, journal prompts, or an intention, and the book is very well indexed so you can look things up easily. I really thought it was quite interesting. So on the chapter on presence, let's see, I think I bookmarked a little piece here that I could share with you. Yes, she has a lovely, like I said, each chapter has a meditation. It has a journal prompt and some other things. So in here, she has a meditation called Arriving into Present Time. And I think this would be a great one for you guys to practice. I'll give it to you without all of the pauses. You would want to pause it. One of the things you could do is to read this kind of a meditation into your own voice recorder and then play it back for yourself to have your own voice guiding you through a meditation. But here she has us settle into our meditation position and breathing through the nose. And she says to feel the breath as it enters the body and with each inhale to let go of any tension and to bring attention to the sensation of the breath at the belly, if that's easier for you. Noticing now the natural inhale and the natural exhale. Michelle says there is nowhere else to go and no better thing to do than this. Simply be in the awareness of the breath. Thoughts will arise, emotions and sensations will arise. Just notice them for the moment and let them be, let them go. 
allowing them to pass through the mind like a leaf on a stream or bubbles on the Ganges River. You might label them as thinking as they float on by. Return to the breath each time the mind wanders. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. She goes on for more, but I will stop there because I I, I don't want to uh, infringe on her beautiful writing here. But I think that you would find just that even that little piece that we just read of allowing the thoughts to be like the leaf on a stream or the bubbles on the Ganges River. Label them as thinking and let them float on by. And again, returning to the breath as the mind begins to wander. And meditation always brings us back to the present moment, as does our breath. So both of those practices out of there really help to bring me back into the present moment and stop bouncing from the past and back into the future. I want you to help bring your anxious mind back to the spacious present. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, I just went through that process of feeling off, noticing that I think I'm not paying much attention to the present moment. Maybe I'm letting myself get tired. Maybe I am just bouncing from thought to thought to thought without coming into the present moment, without paying attention to my breathing, taking those little breaks during the day, making sure that I get my regular meditation practice in. So I wanted to ask you guys, how do you bring yourself back to the present moment? Think about it. Where do you find yourself most often, in the past or in the future? Or do you do like I just did recently, bouncing from one to the other? And I noticed, I want you to know this, when I was doing that, I didn't feel good. You know, I didn't feel like my usual self. So it's like, oh, I, you know, I got to pay attention. You know, am I doing my usual practices and self-care? Because when you don't, you fall off the edge. And how do you condition your mind? 
because that's what we do. We condition our mind. We are either reinforcing stronger, deeper connections or pathways of agitation, judgment, and being rigid and and growly, or are you shaping your mind into calm, open awareness? Again, think about it. What kind of way are you shaping your brain, your mind? What kind of connections are you making? We reinforce them by how we spend the moments in our day. And moments get put together one after the other after the other. We think a moment doesn't matter, but moments are like stringing a string of pearls. First, there's one, then there's another and another, and they just keep coming on. And then we have what we would call a life of having strung many moments. So they do matter. And they matter into what direction we will go in the future. Because what we do in the moments conditions our mind. Again, we don't want to reinforce the tough judgmental pieces of ourselves. We want to catch those and then be kind to ourselves when we catch it, not beat ourselves up, but have some self-compassion and say, wow, interesting that I was there. It's one of my favorite ways to look at things is to say it's interesting. It doesn't have to be good or bad, right or wrong. No, it can just be what it is, and we can find it interesting enough to want to cultivate it more or to change the direction of our cultivation. So tell me, are you reinforcing stronger, deeper connections of agitation, judgment, and being rigid, or are you shaping your mind into more calm and open awareness? It is practices like the meditation in Michelle's book and all the mindfulness practices that we discuss here that create functional neuroplastic changes in the parts of the brain associated with the stress response. It's important to remember we need to get this on more than a thinking level. You hear me and you, or you read a book or you listen to another podcast and you say, yes, that makes sense. And then we expect that the change will happen, but the change needs more than just getting it on an intellectual level. We need the practices to help us embody the new ways and change our brains. And what are we doing with that? We're creating that functional neuroplastic change. So how do we do that? We keep practicing over and over and over. It seems like it would be boring, but things are never the same. In life, even with our practices for mindfulness, our practices to cultivate a more beautiful life for ourselves, a deeper life, We are moving in more of a spiral. We don't keep just meeting ourselves as we go around in a circle. It feels circular because we 
come around the same things again, the same issues, the same bumps in the road. But what you will always notice is you are looking at it from a different perspective. You may be in the same spot again, but you are not the same person. Whether you were practicing or not, things have changed you. And so you have a different perspective. So use that as part of being curious as to how you can continue to cultivate a good, peaceful, calm life, how you can continue to create those neuroplastic changes in your brain. These are physical changes and they don't happen overnight. They happen with practice over time. So I invite you all to continue practicing and to know that I am out there practicing too. I need this just as much as you do. So I hope that when you sit, you will know I'm going to be sitting that same day. So I hope you will all keep practicing. And now for today's quote. That's life, starting over one breath at a time. And that's from Sharon Salzberg. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.